1: Welcome to Coast View, where we celebrate every single day. The wonderful people who make coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. It's Friday on Coast View, so we have Jeff Duncan in the first half of the show for nola.com and the Times-Picune. And then uh, my new friend, Natasha Love, and I are gonna talk in the second half of the show about wellness and getting in shape and how to connect your body with your mind. And it will be a great conversation. Let's bring my buddy, Jeff, into the conversation now. Jeff, I can't. I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you because, you know, when you look at what people are saying about the Saints and the draft and the other moves that they've made, they're not as high on what's, what what has happened here, as frankly I am. I like the moves they made, um, and certainly the the team administration and the coaches feel very good about it. But how are you sorting through all this? Because man, there's been a lot of moves since the last time you and I talked.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of uh, you know, wading in. I'm skeptical. You know, I guess the journalistic side of me is uh, wary of jumping on board and drinking all the Kool-Aid. This time of year, everybody tends to be optimistic. Um, but I do think that there's reason for optimism. I-, I think the roster really has very few holes in it. Uh, but there's a couple of unknowns, Ricky. I mean, we don't know uh, what the transition to Dennis Allen and some of the new coaches are, is going to be like uh, when they reach adversity and it's going to happen, how they going to handle it, that always plays a part in a season. And then we also, the big question is just going to be, how's Jameis Winston perform? I mean, he's coming off a major knee injury. Uh, the Saints, we all know, made a play for Deshaun Watson in the offseason, so uh, they had some reason to doubt Jameis Winston, and I think those two questions we don't know until we get into the season and see how he performs and how the offense performs. Um, it's still there. There's, I can see why outside skeptics uh, are questioning the Saints and how good they're going to be this season.
1: So let's 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 break some of that down. So, if you one of the points that you've made all along, and and this is really important to this conversation, is the fact that. Dennis Allen being hired from the inside of the organization to be the new head coach meant that there, there are going to be some, some transitions, for sure, some new coaches and new hires, and some people are going to move on. But that the core of the team, in terms of the leadership of the team, the coaches, administration, are still going to be there. Uh, of course, you know, the, the, Mickey Loomis this is not his first rodeo. You've said so many times about Jeff Ireland. He's one of the best in the in the industry um there is a continuity and that continuity maybe the outsiders aren't giving us credit for when you look at some of the moves they made i mean and look they have they have very carefully very carefully addressed the the positions they knew they needed help on the offensive line at wide receiver and so on and by the way and we'll get into this in a second you look at the undrafted free the undrafted uh players that they're bringing on there are they they've always had incredible luck with some gems in that group and there's some good players in that group you I've read about each and every one of them um it's going to be interesting to see how that goes but that continuity i think is a key to why you know their positivity may not be false i mean they 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 they're able to compare what they just did with us now until they get to training camp you know how that goes and start to really play some games. They're not going to know for sure. But how do you read the value of the continuity to the overall conversation?
0: Well, I think it makes the transition a lot more seamless because the culture is in place and uh, the, the offensive and defensive systems are in place. You don't have to train a new quarterback. Even if they would have gotten Deshaun Watson, they were going to have to get him up to speed on their offensive system. So there would have been a transition there. So I think all those things lend itself to probably a quicker start uh, than they would have had by bringing in, uh, you know, a new coach or a new quarterback. Uh, so I think in that regard, it's good. I think the qu- the question is, you know, are these offensive players that they drafted? I mean, you have to have you have to have confidence in Jeff Ireland and, and Mickey Loomis uh, because they do have a track record of success. But the still the fact is, none of us know. We don't know yet until we see them perform how Chris Olave is going to. Uh, perform at the NFL level making the the jump to a higher level and same thing for Trevor Pinning the the left tackle. I mean uh, I don't see how the Saints could feel like they're upgrading there even though I think Trevor Pinning's going to be a good player. Uh, all the all the scouts seem to like his his potential. The fact is he's replacing a multi-time Pro Bowler in Tyrone Armstead. So there you know there's questions. I think there's a lot of questions but I see reasons why the Saints feel like they've got the answers. So I yeah. think it's all going to play out. But uh, somebody clearly is going to be wrong because the rest of the outside world thinks the Saints are headed for a sub-500 season. I think the Saints feel like they're going to be a, a playoff team again.
1: Well, okay, so let's let's look at this a little closer. Um, Chris Alave, and by all measurements, seems like he's, first of all, he's a really excellent draft pick. Obviously, we still have to see this thing play out, but if he comes into the league and is able to become the deep threat that he is, he's got great hands, and you've got him, and you've got Michael Thomas, and a group of young guys that are really beginning to make names for themselves uh, from last year. We picked up a couple of guys. You look at it in, in total, um, when, when Jameis Winston got hurt, he was just beginning to kind of find his feet underneath him. You know? And he and he didn't have Michael Thomas, and they were struggling, man. I mean, receivers were dropping the balls, and I mean, but we were just beginning to get it together. Um, I guess the Saints, you know, in their in their pursuit of Deshaun Watson, were were saying, you know, we could be a better team if he brought him on. And I said repeatedly that a lot of the moves that you're not going to talk about during this conversation today, we wouldn't be talking about them had. Deshaun Watson been brought in, I don't think that one player could have made that big a big a difference with the holes that we had on this team. But you know, you may have a different opinion about it. But but hopefully, hopefully, where Jameis, you know, he picks up where he left off and bringing it together, and then we give him some more some more, uh, talent. I think maybe people are rating us poorly outside this market. they're there's still big question marks about Jameis Winston, as you point out. But if he can hit the ground running, it could be it could be a game changer, couldn't it?
0: Well, here's here's the thing, Ricky. Uh, you know, the defense I think is certified. I mean, we saw that was a top five defense the last couple of years. Uh, almost everyone's back. Uh, I think they've done a great job of fortifying the secondary. The losses of Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins. I argue that the addition of Tyrant Matthew and Uh, Marcus May, I think they've actually upgraded at safety. So, I don't see very many weak spots on that defense. Now, what always you have to take into account, one thing I've learned about covering the NFL for as long as I've covered it, is things are never the same from year to year. We always tend to think, oh, you know, uh, we know Cam Jordan's good, so he'll be good again this year, and Demario Davis is good. so And players drop off. I mean, they get older, just things happen there's not just a seamless continuation of performance and execution some players come back and they're not the same it just happens i mean we see it all over the league who knows if michael thomas is going to be the michael thomas he was when he won the offensive player of the year two years ago I mean, he hasn't played really much football in two years i'm not saying he's not but that's a question mark you know that needs to be answered. So there, there's reason why I think there's skeptics out there. And until we see it come to fruition, uh, you know, I do, I do understand the, 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 um, I guess hesitation with jumping on board with the Saints.
1: Yeah, I mean, new coach, a lot of uncertain variables, and so many different positions. It's true. And and you and you, the the hopeful among us say, wow, if we could pick up where we left off last year with these this fortifying that has happened. It could be amazing, but we still don't know. You know, what 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 does that Dennis Allen transition really look like when you get on the field? Because that's you know, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And you bring up a great point. You know, when they do face adversity, and they have faced it under Sean Payton, and they've overcome the adversity. You know, how are they going to deal with that? It's going to be very interesting to watch that watch that play out.
0: Well, no, I think that's one of the critical factors that that people don't take into account is some of the intangibles. Uh, you know what happens when they have some, some uh, distractions off the field. They've always been very good at handling those uh, under Sean Payton It's one of his great strengths, I think, as a leader. Uh, and when Drew Brees was there, it was one of his strengths. Now, how do they do it with a different battery, with head coach and quarterback, uh, different people? I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying we haven't seen it yet. Jameis Winston, Dennis Allen, as the leaders and faces of the organization. I think there's reason. Yeah. To believe in the potential of both of them but also see why people have question marks and uh look i do think one thing that works in the saints favor is i think the nfc has gotten weaker a lot of the top talent went to the afc in the off season so i do think there's a, the, the strength of the league now is in the afc with buffalo and you know kansas city and baltimore and then cincinnati coming on i mean there, there's just so many good teams in the afc I feel like it's kind of wide open in the NFC. So I do think that works in their favor.
1: We're talking to Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. He's written numerous books about the Saints, including the definitive book on the Sean Payton Drew Brees era. Uh, great visit we have here. We've been on the show every Friday for almost two years. Just incredible. Hey, when we come back, you're in a unique position to, uh, to know the Tyron Matthews story. I mean, you covered LSU, you covered the Saints. You know his story backwards and forwards. We'll talk about why why that's so significant, getting him back to his hometown. What an what a awesome and cool sub-story to the whole saint season. We'll see you with Jeff Duncan after this break.
0: Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
1: Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Jeff Duncan talking about our one of the funnest topics we could talk about these days in terms of the professional sports arena, and that is the incredible Saints offseason and what they're doing to prepare themselves for continued life without Drew Brees and certainly going forward without Sean Payton. And uh, again, a lot of variables, a lot of variables. So if you, if you're reading and paying attention to the Tyron Matthews story, it really is an interesting story. It's an important story. He's from New Orleans and he's coming back to New Orleans and lots been written about the challenges that he had in his early life. And then the challenges he had at LSU and, you know, a lot of people questioning whether he could make it in the pros and he ultimately made it in the pros. And people have said incredible things about him and in terms of him being one of their favorite players and leaders, etc. But this guy has gone down a long journey, hasn't he, Jeff? And he, he emerged on the other side, uh, coming out of, you know, really facing a lot of adversity. to becomes sort of a good person and leader. It's really cool to see him come back home, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great story, a great uh, a great story for the whole um, NFL, actually. You know, having Tyron Matthew back here, uh, he's one of the more popular players in LSU football history, and he's easily one of the best college football players I've ever covered, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, he's a, just an incredible playmaker, incredibly instinctive. And I think that's where he will make a difference for the Saints. I think his instincts his ability to uh, greg williams the old defensive coordinator used to have a uh, a phrase he would say he look he, he wants guys whose heartbeats slow down when the game starts and those guys are hard to find and tyrant matthew is the epitome of that uh, he can just make plays in the moment uh doesn't drop the ball when he has a chance to pick it off he just he's a playmaker and you're right he, he had some adversity i mean he had some real issues at lsu he got kicked off the team it takes A lot, a lot of chances, failed chances, for you to get kicked off the team at LSU. And I think it's a good example, Ricky, for all of us, good lesson for all of us, and just how you can't give up on people, especially young people. We forget sometimes when they come into the NFL, just how young they are and the different backgrounds they come from. I mean, he had a very troubled family background and it took him a little while to get his feet under him, figure out who he was, And he's emerged on the other side as a tremendous leader, a tremendous family man. I think he's much more mature now, he would tell you that. And uh, I think he's gonna be a great addition to the Saints, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Losing a guy like Malcolm Jenkins, a veteran leader like him, I think it's a perfect um, replacement in Tyron Matthew. I think he's gonna do a lot of the same things for the secondary that, that Malcolm Jenkins did.
1: What was interesting about Ma- Malcolm and we knew this he was a great leader on the team but he had lost a step so they had literally had to kind of reconfigure the off I mean excuse me the defense to fit what his skill set was now you know given that he had lost a step now in the case of Tyron Matthew he hasn't lost a step it, it, best I can tell I mean he's he's playing some of his best ball today um but you you pointed this out and you followed him as a as a as a player early on and you know the whole story and you reflected on some of that just then there were I remember it so well um there first of all who didn't who didn't like the way he played i mean lsu when he was at lsu people were drawn who weren't even lsu fans including me to watch lsu because he was such a dynamic player um i mean there are a few players in the NFL today that had that kind of an impact when they were in college. He was that guy. Um, when he got in trouble after repeated issues, um, it, a lot of people came down on the side that he's just not, he's going to fail. He he doesn't have the right framework for it, but you knew all along that he was a smart player. And, and And what we were dealing with was just really coming from a bad home life and having some challenges in his life. And, you know, being being still a child, really, in in a lot of ways, and that if he could get the kind of coaching that could give him, you know, the opportunity to emerge a man and sort of recalibrate his how he thinks about things, that he could be an incredible football player. You never really once gave up on him, did you?
0: Well, I think Ricky. It's a good. Uh, it probably was a good thing. Uh, I remember writing a column back in that draft when he came out that he would. He would be a great fit for the Saints. I thought the Saints, you know, at that time needed defensive help. Uh, He's a playmaker, you know, all the things that you want to see on the field. But it's probably a good thing that he didn't get drafted in New Orleans, that he got away, ended up over in Phoenix for a while, you know, and played over there and kind of was allowed, you know, had a chance to get away from the culture and the atmosphere that led him down the wrong path. And I think he'd tell you that. Uh, you know, it probably wouldn't have been a good thing to be in New Orleans back then, but now coming back, having grown as a man, uh, you know, really, I think, matured in a lot of ways, and now as a family man, that it's fine for him to come back, and that's one of the more fascinating plots, I think, or storylines, I should say, in his story is, you know, what's it like for him now compared to what it was like back then, and uh, how does he see it coming back home? Because he's definitely going to be one of the most popular players on the team, and people already Texting me, emailing me. How do we get his jersey? I mean, he he's got that kind of charisma uh, mm-hmm. on the field, and so it's going to be really fun to watch him play this year.
1: Well, it's interesting you reminded me of this of this um, this point that Coach Williams said about he wants players whose heartbeat slows down when they get on the field, and in some ways, Tyrone, in his uh, off the field, he's now enabled his his heartbeat to slow down off the field, so he can make the right decisions and. And and be a role model, which he obviously has become. But when you see people like Bruce Arians and what he had to say about about uh, Tyron Matthew, um, you know those kind of compliments just don't come very frequently, do they?
0: No, and I mean all the way back to his playing days at LSU, you heard that. I mean T. Bob Abair, of course, played with him there, and I respect T. Bob's opinion a lot. He said he was the best leader he ever played with, and uh, you know those leadership. Skills and intangibles, uh, you know, those, those come, I think, over time. You build that over time, and the credibility that he brings to the secondary, uh, I think, is um, invaluable to this team. So I, I like the, the defense, Ricky, with, with the addition of Matthew, um, you know, with, with the addition of uh, Marcus May at safety. Uh, I like this young corner they drafted, Alante Taylor. I think he's going to add depth at a critical position as well. Uh, I think they have the potential to be the best defense they've had since I've covered the team. And that's saying a lot because they've had some great ones. Uh, but there's just really no, no weak spots I can find. I think their pass rush is going to be tremendous. I think their defensive line goes 10 deep. It's a, there's going to be some really good players get cut by this team along the defensive line because they got so much depth. So I really I, I can see why people should be excited about the defense. Now we just got to see how the offense comes along.
1: So when you look at that long list of undrafted uh, of players that they brought in, who stands out on that list as saying, wait a minute, that's, that guy's a playmaker.
0: Oh, you mean like it's come into to New Orleans? or? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, mean, they, I don't think, think I've ever yeah. seen any. The thing about Tyran Matthew that, blows, that blew my mind when I covered him was he, he had a a way of making plays in so many different ways. I mean, uh, you remember, sometimes they'd put him back at punt returner, and he'd return punts for touchdowns. Uh, he would blitz and, and strip the ball. He didn't just hit the quarterback and sack him. He didn't. He just had a knack for stripping the ball and picking it up himself and, and running it in for a touchdown or picking balls off as a secondary or stripping the ball from a ball carrier. I mean, he's just such an instinctive player. Uh, I've never seen anybody like him in that area. And, and yeah. you can't teach that. I mean, that's stuff that players just have or they don't. Some players don't have it at all. Uh, you know, yeah. I would argue that, that that was one of Marcus Williams's uh, areas that he lacked. He was not really – he he would come up with some interceptions, but that wasn't his strength, you know. And um, I think Matthew gives him that. Now, we'll see. You know, he's turning 30 here next week. We'll see. I, I don't see much of a drop-off with him. He's had some surgeries Uh, You know, he's not a big guy and he's incredibly tough, sticks his nose in there, support the run. Uh, We're going to see how he how he fits into this defense. Uh, It's going to be fun to watch. Dennis Allen's a defensive backs coach. So I'm sure he had a high opinion on him before he brought him in.
1: So in the the list of others that went further down in the draft and some of the guys that didn't even get drafted that they picked up, you see anybody in that group that, that are sleepers?
0: Well, I like the linebacker DeMarco Jackson uh, from Appalachian State. I think he's going to end up being a, a tremendous special teams player right away and a contributor off the bench. They kind of they don't have a lot of depth right now, a linebacker, so I think that was a key addition. Uh, you know, They didn't sign Quan Alexander, so they, they needed to find another body there for depth. And then the guy I tell you people to keep, keep their, their eyes on is a guy named Abram Smith, who's a running back out of Baylor. He's got an interesting backstory. Uh, He played linebacker, and they switched him back over to running back and ended up leading the Big 12 and rushing as a senior. Uh, He's a team captain. He's exactly the kind of guy the Saints go for, and they have a need at running back right now. So I think he's the kind of guy. Uh, I was surprised he wasn't drafted, but I, he's the kind of guy I think that could come in and make this team and contribute.
1: I've read a lot about him, and we heard a lot about him when he was at Baylor. What a what a pickup! It, it, there's always going to be a sleeper in that group. Saints have had a really good track record of finding one or two of those, so it'd be interesting to see. Be good, be a good training camp to watch the competitive situation. Jeff, until next time, it's been a pleasure, my friend.
0: Thanks, Ricky. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next week.
1: You bet. Thank you for joining us. Well, it's been Jeff Duncan from NOAA.com At the Times Pick Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday morning.
0: For free to the Coast View podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi Media
1: Production.